Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Best Life Cafe. My name is Kathy Anello. I am the author of the book, Six Months to Live, Making Each Day Matter. And I am here with my co-hostess, Carrie Butler, who is a Ho'oponopono Forgiveness Life Coach, and she's also the owner of the consulting firm Emergency Cafe in Los Angeles, where she will come to you and help you get ready for any emergency in your life. We are so excited to be here this morning and welcome our guest, psychic medium, intuitive life coach, Carrie Styers. Carrie is a natural-born psychic medium and intuitive counselor, and I love her story because she awoke to her intuitive gifts while, when she was only six years old. She was at her grandmother's funeral, and I had a similar experience, so I really resonated with her. She has a direct connection to spirit. I've had a reading with Carrie, and I know she's the real deal. She's helped thousands of people find peace and joy with their life. She connects people to their loved ones, and she soothes us with her messages of love. She's also a life coach, and she has a lot to offer. So, Carrie, all the way from Florida, Carrie Styers, welcome to the Best Life Cafe. Well, hello. That was a rousing introduction. I feel so blessed. Thank you so much. Yay! Yes. Hello, everyone. It's an honor to be here on this on the show. And yes, I think it's it's very interesting that today we're going to be talking about connecting with our loved ones in spirit. And as you pointed out, um, Kathy, my first inter- introduction to spirit was when I was six years old, and I was at my grandmother Louise's funeral. Now, my grandmother, I grew up in a small town in Indiana, and. Um, my grandmother was the heart and soul of my life. She was the heart and soul of my dad's family as well. And she was a beloved figure in her community, not only in her community, but also in the church. Um, and when she crossed, it was, I just remember getting the news. I was heartbroken. I was scared. Um, I didn't know what my future was going to look like. And I was terribly sad, even as a six-year-old. You know, that's young. Mm-hmm. But I was very, very, very sad. Um, and I remember going to the funeral, which was at the church, at the local Methodist church. And I remember sitting in the church pew and, you know, there's this casket up on the, you know, on the altar, right? There's a casket and her dead body was inside this casket and I couldn't make any sense out of it. I just couldn't believe that there her body was and yet she wasn't talking to me. Uh, mm. it's, a, it's, it's a very surreal experience that I know many of us have had. And then much to my surprise, as we were waiting for the funeral to start, um, somewhere in the back of my head, I hear someone call my name. Now, her nickname for me was Pumpkin. Um, I heard someone say, hey, Pumpkin. And, you know, I, I turned around quizzically and wouldn't you know, there is my grandmother dressed in her Sunday best, <laughs> looking radiant walking down the center aisle of our church with all of these people behind her who were also dressed quite nicely, but who I didn't quite seem to recognize. And um, you can imagine what a double take I took when I was like, "Um, I don't understand this. And she came to our pew and I looked at her and she was like, hi, pumpkin. And I was like, "Um, grandma, this is crazy. Your body's (laughs) up there in the casket. And what are you doing here? And um, she said to me, like, very, like, she had this exasperated look on her face. And she's like, well, I'm here for my funeral, of course. You know, this is my big day. You think I'd miss my big day? 
I was like, oh, my goodness gracious. So she asked me to scoot down. She said, hey, kid, scoot down. I've got some friends with me. We need to make some room. I'm here for my big day. So imagine what happened when I had to whisper into my mother's ear, hey, uh, we got an issue. We got a problem here. Grandma's next to me. She's got some (laughs) friends. And we need to scoot down. Um, My mother gave me the funniest expression, which she still talks about to this day. Then it was kind of like that game telephone where then she whispered into my father's ear and then my father whispered into my grandfather's ear. And all of a sudden, we all shifted down into uh, the far end of the pew. Oh, it was was very, 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 (laughs) it was beautiful. Um, and I sat there at my grandmother's funeral holding her hand, uh, holding her hand, I'm sorry, and um, while the preacher was saying all these wonderful things about her and the choir began to sing, she was a member of the choir, and the entire time, I just couldn't believe it, and I remember turning and watching her and her friends and specifically looking at her face, and she was so proud, this expression she had on her face, she was like clapping, and she was so joyful, and she was like, oh, yes, yes, yes. She was like, when the preacher would say something nice about her, she was like, oh, yes, oh, yes. (laughs) Um, She was enraptured. She was just so happy, and her friends were clapping, and it was like a little party going on in our pew when if you were to look at the whole, if you were to survey the church, it was a very solemn occasion because she was a very upstanding member of our church and of our community. People were very sad. Everyone was in deep mourning. And yet my grandmother and her friends were having a party next to me. (laughs) Wow. So for me, that story is such confirmation because I've always heard this and I want to know if you, what your take is. And obviously your take is going to be what I think it is, but I always heard that when the spirit leaves the body, that they hang around for the funeral. And that, to me, I've always thought that, and I always thought, you know, like when people are up there talking about them and they're sitting there and they, you know, I remember when my mom died and she was so proud of our wake, and then I, I didn't feel her, you know, anymore in the room almost. It was so interesting. So I just, do you think that that's true, that the spirit kind of hangs around now to, to see what their loved ones and to soothe their loved ones through their own transition of letting them go? Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. There's, um, it's interesting. I don't know if you've ever, for anyone who's listening, if you've ever um, been in the room before a funeral or if you've ever, even the energy at a funeral or even at a wake um, or at a viewing, which is what we called it growing up, there's a quickening, the energy, there's a quickening of the energy in the room, you know, the energy, there's, mm-hmm. it's, um, there's nothing for me, there's nothing placid about it. And it's almost as if you can feel not only in the energy of the spirit who's crossed, but you can feel the energy of those who are near and dear, who are very close at that point, because mm. there's a great sense, um, spirit knows, you know, spirit is always attending to our needs. And when I say spirit, I'm talking about your angels, your guides, your spirit guides, mm-hmm. your loved ones in spirit, archangels. Mm-hmm. But spirit always knows always comes to us in our time of need. You know, they hear our every prayer. They hear our every thought. They hear our, our emotion. They feel our emotions. And so when there's been a, a loss or when someone is crossed, you know, there's a great sense if you're attuned to the energy in the room, not only will you, can you pick up on the energy of the individual who's crossed, but you can also really pick up on a collective energy of, 
of many others who are there to tend to the people who are left behind who are mourning. You know, I, I say, and I know it's been said before, you know, when we're in mourning, we're not we're not mourning for the soul who's crossed because they get to go home, right? When we leave our body, right. when our energy leaves our body, we get to go home back to this divine, loving space. We're mourning for those who are here, you know, for the end. When we're in this three-dimensional world, there's this perception that we're separated somehow, you know, that there's this, this perception of separation. And so we're mourning for those of us who are here who – you know, all of a sudden we're not going to be able to see that individual in this three-dimensional form. We won't be able to, to touch, you know, yeah. or touch them or feel loss. them. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, a, it's physical a physical loss. loss. Yeah. yeah, it's a physical loss. So, yes, I can totally, I totally validate that. That's been my personal experience. Nice. And when I was a kid, mm-hmm. my grandmother was the first major loss that I had, but I experienced a lot of loss as a child um, in this area. And, and so I know spirit was you know, preparing me in some certain way. But, um, mm-hmm. but yeah. And I'll tell you, the funniest thing happened is that when she, when the funeral was over, I remember looking at her and she stood up, she and her friends stood up to leave. And I had this sense of fear and this sense of dread in my heart. I was like, oh, don't go. You can't go. And, you know, that's when the moment happened. She turned around. I'll never forget it. She turned around and she just looked at me and she said, pumpkin, you're never alone. And she said, and I want to let you know that now that you're seeing me, she's like, I want to let you know you have a very special gift. You know, you're going to be able to see me, not only me, but you're going to be able to see others who have transitioned and who have crossed. And you have, you know, she told me about my intuitive gifts, and she reminded me before she left, she's like, sweetheart, I want you to remember I'm always near you. I'm just a thought away. I'm just a feeling away. I'm always with you. Don't be afraid. She told me, don't be afraid. Because really, my, there was a lot of crazy dysfunction in my family at that time. And my grandmother was like my guardian. You know, she, she shielded yeah. me from a lot of what was going on in my life. And she was just so comforting. And she told me, you know, you're going to see me a lot, but not only me, but you're going to see other members and family, but you're going to see lots of other people in spirit in the future. Um, and she, you know, she and her friends walked away and I was sad, but I wasn't sad in the way that I was before. So, yeah. And she was wow. right in the future. Then I, Gosh, it was just, I mean, very soon after that, you know, I started, she was right. I started seeing people and dreaming about her and dreaming about my grandmother, grandmother and having lots of different experiences. So she was definitely, when I think back about Grandma Louise, you know, she was my first introduction to my gifts. And really she was, we live in a world where we, we live in a world that's driven by evidence, right? Where we need proof. Everyone wants proof and evidence. And Bless her heart. I mean, without a shadow of a doubt, she gave me proof of life after death. You know, yes, she gave I, me proof that, that the soul I, goes on, you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I'm, well, Carrie, and I'm blessed for that. Yeah. Um, it's Carrie. Hi, sweetheart. Um, Hi, Carrie. So let's talk about that a little bit, like as far as like your gifts and what actually, you know, for our listeners who might not understand like the difference between like being a medium and maybe an intuitive and let's just, can you give them a little bit of of insight as to what that means and, 
you know, is it all the same? Like, are all mediums the same and, and that kind of thing? Well, I'll tell you, I, I do believe all mediums are psychic, but I don't necessarily believe that all psychics are mediums. So the difference between the two of them is, you know, a medium is a person who can actually sense um, or see a, a spirit who is crossed. And that could be a loved one in spirit, but a person who can also sense spirit guides, angels, you know, those who have transitioned. Um, a psychic is someone who has great insight or who has, how do I want to describe psychic, who can, you know, see the future, who has great insight and sensitivity, who can, and who can pick up energetically on things that are happening in the world and who has vision, you know, who has vision about what's going on in the world and energetically they can pick up on things and people. So it's what my training has been. And, and please know I have, my training is through the spiritualist church. I've been, I was mentored, my mentor, the Reverend Suzanne Greer um, started mentoring when I was 13 years old through the Indiana association of spiritualist church. So I came up through the spiritualist churches, but I've also been mentored by, John Holland or Inver- I mean, we've, I've taken classes from everyone. I've been mentored by some of the best. And, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and so they all say, and, and I've seen it myself is that mediums, people who can sense people who have crossed over tend to be psychic as well. Most, most mediums tend to be psychic, but it's not really true that all psychics, it's not true that all psychics are mediums, you know, mediumship I've learned. Right. Is a, it's a real special craft. But we say that, and yet I am going to be the person who tells you all that um, I believe that everyone is a medium. I believe everyone is intuitive. Mm-hmm. Everyone has mm-hmm. the aptitude, and everyone has the mm-hmm. ability. It's really, Absolutely. I think, um, you know, it's like everyone has the aptitude to do anything in this world. Some people have a greater aptitude for it than others, but certainly everyone has the ability. And the ability really comes with how open are you, you know, about opening yourself up to the possibilities of it and really opening yourself up to this realm. So. Yeah, I totally understand what you're saying there. Um, Because I know that I, you know, I mean, you and I have shared this like every time ever since Wayne has passed, like, I mean, he's here. I mean, he's here right now. Like, you know, yesterday he was like literally outside my, my bathroom door. You know, I opened the door. I'm like, okay, how's it going? You know? Um, so just being <laughs> open to it. And I feel like, you know, I, I wonder, I imagine that there are people out there that maybe, you know, experience things, but are just like, yeah, no, 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 I can't even go there. You know, it's like, they're not open to it. Um, mm-hmm. But here's another question for you. So you were mentioning spirit guides, you were mentioning angels, like, what are mm-hmm. the differences between all of the entities? I don't know if entity is even the right word, but, like, all of the energy that we have around us. Like, what are what is that? Yeah, that's available. Well, us. we all have, like, I call it a spiritual entourage. My friend Shayla calls it, like, um, a, a, like what, what does she call it? My brain just went dead. She's going to shoot me for that. Um, but... Um, <laughs> But we all have a group of individuals that's called, like, brain not functioning there. Um, we all have a group of individuals around us, okay? And Like your squad, like a, your spirit squad. Like your squad, your spirit squad, you know, your entourage, oh, you know. Yeah, yeah, whatever you want to call it. Uh, my squad, I actually think that's what Shayla calls it. And bless me and forgive me, Shayla. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> So it tends to be, so here, let's talk about the different types. 
loved ones in spirit, those are people who have crossed over, you know, who you have known, who have crossed over, who out of love and care for you tend to want to stay close to you um, because they're, they're doing their own thing in spirit, but they also really, um, they love you. They're, they're trying to still guide you. So grandparents, parents tend to stay close. People who are close in your circle tend to stay close to you. Um, spirit guides, these are individuals who they've walked this earth plane before, but perhaps their soul is a little more progressed. Not that there's any, um, not that there's any, I don't want to say that they're one person's better than another one or one person's more evolved than the other, than another person, but spirit guides tend to be people who have had, there we go. That's another example of spirit right there. Animals barking. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, but spirit guides, they've walked on this earth plane a lot. Okay. And they have a lot of wisdom. So think of them as like a mentor or a coach. And before we even come into our bodies, we sit down with our spirit guides and we are literally deciding what we want to work on in this lifetime, what we want to tackle, what are some issues, where do we need to grow. And our spirit guides are the ones who are kind of helping us come up with a game plan and then determining how, we're going to, how to best execute it here in our lives. And as we go throughout oh, okay. our dailiness, they're, they're assigned to us, you know. So there's a soul contract there with, that they have with us that they're like, we are their assignment, right? So they're here to, um, to look over, you know, to watch out for us, but more in a mentorship role. Okay. Leadership mentorship role. And they're with us all the time, helping us to kind of guide us. And, um, they're wonderful. If you are able to get into meditation and to reach out to them, they're wonderful to talk Mm -hmm. to. They have great insight. Mm -hmm. And then you've got, you know, you've got angels and archangels there. So angels are, you know, ascended beings who, you know, are in an angelic form. They're not in really, and they're not incarnating anymore here on this planet. Um, And you have the archangels, which are, who are famously known. You've got, you know, Michael, Gabriel, Raphael, there's, you know, there's several of them that, um, that are well known and they're, you know, they're the top dogs. You know, I love them. I, I love them. They're strong. They're very, very strong. So, and you can pray to all, I mean, I I don't really pray to them. I talk to them. I pray to God. You know, I am, you know, I pray to God and whoever, you know, it is who your higher power is. There's no judgment there because there is only one higher power. So I pray to my higher power, but I certainly ask for assistance and ask for guidance from my squad. So from my angels, from my guardian angels, from my spirit guides, even from my loved ones, you know. Carrie, I am 100% on board with that whole theory because I've lived it and experienced it. I one time uh, met my spirit guide by really going deeply in, and a little tiny white light kind of tunneled in, and there was George, long brown hair, plaid shirt open all the way, and I'm asked what his name was, he said George, and George has been with me ever since. And that's one of the things I want our listeners to know is that to find the name, you know, a lot of times when I'm doing readings, I can help people find their spirit guides. I didn't really know I had that gift until I started doing it. And then, uh, so I tell people, just quietly ask for your spirit guide's name, and the name that comes to you is who it is. Like, it's not a mistake Mm -hmm. that, you know, those names come. But I wanted to switch gears for just a second, and it's not really switching gears, but... You talked about uh, how they give us signs, how our loved one gives us signs, how our angels give us signs. 
and uh, and maybe even our spirits guides, you know, will push something out of the way for us. But I had a quick story I wanted to share. When my grandmother passed away, it was last year, my cousin and I were getting the clothes together for her uh, funeral. And my cousin was really sad, and I said to her, don't worry, you know, she'll send us a sign. We'll, we'll, it'll be a, a penny. It'll be a butterfly. It'll be a dime. And she said, oh, that's odd. I found a dime in the middle of my bed this morning. And I said, well, maybe your mom was preparing because her mom had passed. And I said, well, maybe your mom was preparing you for today. So we're getting our clothes together. We go up to her room. We find the outfit she's going to wear. We shake it down, make sure there's nothing anywhere, bring it down, go to fold it up into the bag to bring it to the funeral home, and a dime flies out on the floor. <laughs> and we both looked at each other, and I went, okay, that's one. Fast forward, now it's been a year, and I have, I'll post on Facebook later, like 45 dimes. Two weeks ago, I'm in Las Vegas. And we have this great family reunion, fun, great weekend. And I'm driving in the elevator down to check out. And I looked at my boyfriend and I said, I said, well, I know Noni's been here with us because it was my brothers and a lot of us. And I said, the, the only thing missing is the dime. And we got out of, the, out of the elevator. I walked over to check out at the stand. And my boyfriend taps me on the shoulder. And right down at the end of the pole where you have the little ropes separating was a dime. And I looked at him and I said, if you hadn't heard me say it, you wouldn't believe this happened. So I know that she communicates with me with dimes. I don't know if you have any hit on what that really means for us. But just talking about the signs for people and what to look for, and, and that was so repetitive that we couldn't ignore it anymore. We know that when of a dime shows not. up, she's saying, yeah. Well, yeah. the first thing so I always tell people is if you want, if you're really, if you're you, if you're wanting to reach out to your loved ones in spirit or even your spirit guides or your angels, you know, that the first step is that, that willingness to believe, to be open, right? So it's about having that open mind and open heart and believe um, in the possibility, you know, that it can even take place. You know, there's that willingness that has to happen. You know, and the second thing I'm going to encourage everyone to do is ask, you know, to ask, to ask your angels, ask your loved ones of spirit to come forward saying that you really want to communicate with them and that you'd like a sign. You're asking for a sign. But here's the here's where the here's where we get a little caught up here is we ask for a sign, but then we get a sign but we ignore it. Okay? Or so we when we say that we're really willing and wanting to be open and we're really wishing for a sign, you know, then we have to be open to any possibility in which spirit wants to come through. Okay. Um, that's mm-hmm. where people kind of get lost there. And I have, there are a multitude of ways that I have seen um, not only for myself, but also with my client spirit coming through. Um, I've seen, just like you talked about, the case of dropped coins. That I see pennies. Now, you see, you said dimes. Is that what you said? Do you say a dime yeah. or nickel? Dime. Okay, dimes. So, and I see pennies. So, for me, I saw a penny. I, I asked for a sign once, and I, I found a penny. I was at the gas station. I was home. I asked for a sign, and I went to pump some gas in my car, and I looked down as I was pumping some gas in my car, and there was a penny underneath the tire. And it was this mm-hmm. copper pit. It was beautiful, and it was shining out. And I just, my first instinct was like, oh, my gosh, that's my sign. Well, yeah. Yeah. I could have said, oh, my gosh, that, 
whatever, that's just a penny underneath <laughs> the tire of my car. I could have just totally dismissed that. But lo and behold, when I acknowledged or when I gave that energy and I said, yes, I think that's the sign, then after that, spirit began dropping pennies everywhere, right? So I oh. asked for a sign. I, list, I, got, I, I acknowledged a sign. And then after that, spirit said, oh, yeah, now we've got her attention. So now we can get her attention in the same way over and over and over again. So now when I see, I'm just like you, I see, it tends to be pennies. I see pennies when I'm upset, having a hard time, or when something good has happened and it's a celebration. So I see it everywhere. But it's like I establish a pattern with spirit. So part of this is you, is we have to establish a a conversation with spirit. We have to establish, uh, what am I trying to say? Pat, like, a, is pattern the right word? We have to establish a means protocol, to communicate. <laughs> protocol, yeah, yeah. okay. Because or giving, I mean, them, giving, them, giving them the information that you're aware now that pennies or, or dimes are the way, and so then when the yeah. dime shows up, you're, you're like confirmation. And that, if I hadn't lived that the last year, and I know my cousin who, who hopefully is listening right now, she and I both realized, and we send each other pictures of dimes that we find in mm-hmm. the most odd places. So it's so exciting to me that that's our truth. Uh, I, I wanted to just talk to you a little bit about, uh, you know, I wanted to give our guests a chance to call in if they wanted to call in and ask you a question if you're open to that, and that is 646. Yeah. 787-1842 if you have a question for Carrie today. We're going to get into some of the questions in a few minutes. Uh, but Carrie, you also, so what you do is you offer people readings. That's one thing that you mm-hmm. do. And you are also mm-hmm. an intuitive life coach. And maybe just talk a little bit about what the intuitive life coach does. Well, I think, you know, coaching is a part of my vocabulary. I grew up, my mom um, was a therapist, and my sister is a therapist, and I did, I'm a sexual abuse survivor, I'm quite public about that, and I did, I did years and years and years of therapy, um, working on myself, you know, for me, I look at my 20s, and I think, wow, that was the greater part of that decade was spent, you know, trying to learn how to love myself, and really um, learning how to work through a lot of my pain in relationship to that, you know, to that experience as a kid, um, and so for me, you know, Coaching is part of it's it's part and parcel with a package because when people come to us, they come people don't come to me because normally because everything is woohoo so great you know people yeah. normally yeah. come to a, to a psychic medium because they're in some level of distress and that could be anxiety depression worry or feeling alone. There's a multitude of you know of issues that they come to me with and when my guides are talking to me when their guides are talking to me. Most of the reading is really has to be centered around coaching this person and about helping to enlighten you to like what the issue is, you know, to what the issues are and what's the cause. Mm -hmm. So to me, I don't understand a world. I don't understand a world in this business without doing coaching. To me, it's part of it. And especially when loved ones come through in spirit, you know, they have messages, right? And they're, you know, they are, you think of them here in this three-dimensional form. Well, when your loved ones transition, they are even, they're, they're just as talkative or not talkative. They hold the same type of personality on the other side. They have a lot to say normally, you know? 
Um, and normally when loved ones come, they haven't had a chance to talk to the person, to the client. So this is their chance to kind of get a lot out. So there's normally involved, there's a lot of work that involves there, but I do specialize in doing a lot of inner child work. You know, I say in this world that we, I think we have two major issues in this world right now, which is disconnection from source energy, which means when we get disconnected from God or from source and disconnection from self, when we are disconnected from ourselves, right? When we are kind of when our, when our hearts and our minds are on two different pages. And I love working, you know, I find that one of my specialties is really trying to, to bring those together um, and trying to get the heart and the mind working on the same page. Uh, mm-hmm. and I love it. But more than anything, um, you know, anyone who's walked on this planet, we, this is, the earth plane is one of the hardest classes. It's not the hardest classrooms in the entire universe. And each and every one of us who are showing up in this world, wow, I want to high five every single person because to choose to come into, into this energy, we're very courageous to be here, you know, and yeah, I right. honor every single person who chooses to, to come into a body here, okay, because the contrast between love and fear is so drastic here. And, um, you know, so my job as well is to support people to, to stay the course, you know, to keep growing, to keep yearning for something better, to keep trying to love themselves better, and, you know, to keep, uh, to keep taking steps in the right directions and to, to realize, you know, I, I'm a, a firm student of A Course in Miracles, you know, that love is all that's real. So trying to get beyond the illusion of this three-dimensional world and remember what we really are. So Wow. Wow. Anyway. So I have a a question from someone, and I'd love to just bring that forward for a few minutes. Um, I actually have a lot of questions, and I don't know if I'm going to get all through them. But uh, the first one is very great. This is from Susan, who is a dear friend of mine. And her mother, Linda, passed away in March. And she's been having quite a few dreams where she is either alive and she's trying to get to her, or else she is alive and realizes that we made a, mer- a terrible mistake when we thought she died. I was there taking care of her with hospice help at home, so I know it really happened. But I continue to have an uneasy feeling about the whole process. I would like to know if she's happy she crossed over when she did, or if she wanted more time here on Earth, or is that just me? Okay. Oh, good question. So- it is a great question, and, and and it's tough, you know, when you're that person in hospice, which God hospice, the angels of the world, right? I mean, seriously, I used to be a hospice volunteer. I have so much love and respect for hospice workers and for those individuals who um, whose families cross via hospice. Um, this is what I want to say to her is that everything happens in its own divine timing. Okay. So there are no accidents in the world and everything happens exactly as it should. What I'm hearing her mother say, and I'm also have a male spirit guide here too saying is that we need to release the guilt. Okay. Around she needs, Susan needs to release the guilt around this crossing. She didn't do, you did everything. She did everything she could for her mom and her mom was ready to go. She's really showing me that she was tired and she was ready to go. And I, I feel that there's an, an older female in spirit here. So I believe mom was met by her mother. And if it wasn't her mother, then it would have been a grandmother. 
this is hard when there's not a person here to actually bounce this off of. But I know. Uh, Susan was okay. Okay, so Susan, her mother was ready to go. I mean, she's telling me emphatically, I was ready to go, and she wasn't afraid at the very end. Okay, she, I believe, she had been pressed by her mother and by some other entities who were there. I'm entities, I'm calling them other individuals and spirit angels who are ready to go. And right now, I think it's interesting because um, Susan did so much work for her mom at the end. She was such a great caretaker. And now I hear mom saying, it's time for you to take time for yourself, okay? So I feel like this year, the rest of this year, is really a transitional period for Susan about learning how to now, like, she spent so much time caring for mom. And now I'm hearing mom say, now it's your time, okay? So now it's time. And I, it's a bit of a role reversal because um, I feel like her mother now is comforting her, whereas before Susan was the one giving the comfort as her mother was transitioning. And I feel like now we've had a role reversal. And I love her mom. To me, she's a joy. I feel this very joyful, caring energy. And she's so happy now. She's with her family. But she's, she's close. She's near, okay? Um, Aww, and also, I also want to ask Susan, and you may know this, did – does Susan have, were there some younger boys or does Susan have, have, does she have any, does she have boys or were there some younger boys who came to visit like their grandmother or their, their grandma before they, she passed? I don't know the answer Do you know to that? that. Yeah. For some reason, she says say hi to the boys. So, okay. Okay. Say hi to the boys. I don't know if that, but that, that's a, we'll, we'll see if that fits. I, I, I know that Susan has another male energy over on the other side. And so when you had first come in and talked about a man with, with her mother, that really rang true for me. And I got a visceral response to your answer to her. So, I, I mean, I, I was literally crying when you said it because I know that was a message that Susan needed to hear. So thank you for that. I also want that. to tell her also, really quick. I want to, I want to, one okay. more thing about that because mom just said it. These dreams, you know, sometimes dreams are the wackiest things, and this is for everyone. You know, we have these trippy dreams sometimes, and sometimes we think in this ideal world that spirit's supposed to come to us in dreams, and we're supposed to say hello to them, and it's supposed to be this very loving thing. Well, that doesn't always happen, right? We have these, as Susan said, we have these odd, bizarre dreams, okay? But really, I feel like her dreams are her trying to work out her unconscious guilt, okay? And I just want to say over and over again to, to Susan, there's nothing to feel guilty about here. All is well. Everything worked out perfectly. Your mother is at complete and total peace. Oh, my True. God. And she said she doesn't know. Oh, my God. That's so book. amazing. She just texted me and said she also had a visceral response, but she uh, wanted me. There is, she doesn't know about any younger boys, but her and I both said the same thing, Dan, like Dan was very young when he passed. And uh, for me, I just, I just feel like when you first entered that Dan was there, like I'm still getting a visceral response around it. I know me too. <laughs> oh, wow. oh my God. So I got to move on because I'm on the radio, but uh, please. Wow. Please. I have a caller and I'm going to put her on the phone right now. Okay. Caller from the 919 area, you are on the air with Terry Stires. Hi, hi. That was, I had goosebumps everywhere as I was listening to you guys. Oh. Me too. Oh. Hi there, who is it? I, tell me your name. My name is Dorena. Dorena? How do I spell that? D-O-R-E-N-A. 
Thank you. It helps me with the energy. There's energy in your name. Did you know that? There's energy in every one of our names. If you can, you can look at a name and you can pick up energy. So, hi, Doreen. Uh, How can I help you hi. today? Hi. I um, I've been explaining this to. It's come up a lot recently. Um, I have two. I'm not a Gemini, but very much feel like I'm very. I'm, I'm on the cusp of that. But two very distinct sides, and they almost compete with one another so I've got that you know I what I've said is that when I graduated college I was offered a job in the New York City Port of Authority doing budget planning and the other job was a buyer at Bloomingdale's and so that kind of epitomizes the two different sides of myself and as I'm working on my business I find myself um, kind of really flip-flopping between the two and not hitting like a, a harmony between them like really marrying those two together and so I'm really looking for, like, how, how to move forward in my business and wrapping those two together um, and what really okay, the best Okay, this is what I want to say. I've got – sorry, I'm talking over here. I apologize. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, so as you started talking, I kept hearing over and over again, I've got a male guide here. For me, I've got a male guide in spirit. And I keep hearing over and over for you, do what you love, follow your passion. I feel like you're telling me that there's two areas, but I actually feel like one of them is you have a greater love of, okay? There's a greater love and affinity for one of them. And it's funny because I just happened to pull some cards, and I pulled the first card I pulled was career transition, honey, okay? So <laughs> we're, we're right here, okay? Um, so of these two, which one do you have the greater passion for? This is your heart is going to lead you here, okay? I, this is my greatest advice to you is your heart knows the answer, and your heart is your greatest guide, not your brain on this one, okay? Your career choice and these career issues are less brain activity, more heart activity. So what is your heart telling you that you're mo more passionate about? That's more the holistic part of it. That's what I thought. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. So okay. I, yeah. So what I do, I mean, what I professionally, what I do is, um, is really around clearing clutter and helping people create a space that supports their dreams and desires. So it's really clearing out all the old stuff and, and creating an environment that supports them. And so it's, it, you can do it very strictly from the organizing side and the brain side, and then there's a, a much more holistic side. Okay. I or is it something completely your, different that I'm just missing? No, no. I feel like I, I knew you were going to tell me that it was something either holistic or healing, okay? I knew you were going to tell me that this was the greater passion. You know, what happens, we're living in a world right now where it's kind of like there's been a paradigm, there's a paradigm shift that's taken place. We can no longer, you know, it's no longer satisfactory to go to a job where we're just punching a clock and just making, you know, working for the man and just making the money, right? People are rebelling against that left and right. And so you're encouraged, okay? And I'm hearing you're going to be supported in doing what you truly love. And, honey, you are a fan. You're, you were born, you're a born teacher, okay? So there's a lot that you have to teach people, not only about the clutter, but about the psychology of clutter, okay, and the energetics of clutter, about what that, you know, the energetics of it, about what it does to someone's energy field, what it does, into, you know, psychologically to them. And you're a natural-born teacher. And I'm telling you, this is an area that's not been tapped enough in this world. There are a few books out there, but there's 
in other words, what I'm trying to tell you is that the market is not super saturated with people talking about this. So I'm hearing run with what your heart is telling you. And I, and I can tell you from personal experience, and I know that Kathy and Carrie can tell you the same thing, which is that when you follow your heart and when you follow your heart's desire, that true calling, you will be supported, sweetheart. You will. You will. Ah, oh, I love you. that. Do you feel yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, I um, I guess my one last question is because that's the way I'm leaning towards, but it's the best, the best avenue to teach. I maybe that's the question. Like, where's, is it writing? Is it speaking? Is it just one on one? Like, that's where I'm getting a little bit tripped up. Okay, but so I'm going to encourage you, when you feel yourself getting like, oh, like all freaked out, okay, Abraham Hicks talks about this a lot, and you can probably find some videos about it online, that they say when you, when you step outside of the vortex or when you get outside of that, when you get into that place of stress and anxiety, go more general, okay? So in other words, don't be so narrow, sweetheart, okay? Don't be so narrow. It's, it's the, the wave of the future for teachers is, it's the whole, it's the, you're, you're going to run the whole gamut, okay? It's the whole nine yards. You're going to do <laughs> sessions with people. You're going to teach in front of groups. You're going to write books. You're going to write blog posts. It's, it's the whole, it's like the full meal deal, okay? <laughs> it's the full meal I, deal. I okay. see but, that. Yeah. Yeah. Go more That's general, awesome. though, sweetie, okay? Stop, don't be so myopic or myopic. What's the word? Myopic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, singularly focused. <laughs> yeah, okay. don't be so, like, the little mouse, mouse energy is all, if you look at the animal totems, mouse energy is looking at every little tiny little detail and then doing so to the point where you get super depressed and super frustrated, okay? I want you to pull your energy back, okay, and have this vision of looking at everything, okay? So go more general. Pull your energy back. Kind of see the forest for the trees, honey, okay? You are not just one thing. You are everything, Wow. Oh, I agree with that totally. Thank you. <sighs> You're welcome. Thank You're welcome. You. That was, I'm Thank excited you. for you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm really excited. Let us know how, you're, how it's coming along. I'm very excited to hear about your career. I'm like, ooh, I need to work on clutter too. <laughs> well, it's just, yeah, I mean, it's, I love it. <laughs> I love it. I mean, it's all, it's just letting go. It's everything around letting go. I know. Yeah. Because you love it, that's, that's your gift to the world. So that's your service to the world. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome, sweetheart. Take care. All right. You too. Oh, that was awesome. All right, my love. We have a question from Amanda Meditates. And she writes Amanda. in, we have this, uh-huh. Her first name is Amanda. Um, okay. We have the sweetest cardinal nest in our backyard. Mama is sitting on eggs, and the mail is around in the morning. I can't help but feel there's a message here for me. Have had robin's nests before, but never a cardinal family. Any thoughts? Okay. Well, that gives me cold. That gives me, like, chills because cardinals, for me personally, they're one of they're 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 one of the ways in which spirit reaches out to me. So they're for me. They're one of the means in which spirit shows me that they're around. And last summer, we had a family of cardinals. As I was going through some career transition, we had a family of cardinals in our backyard, too. And whenever I see a cardinal, I, that's spirit, spirit, spirit to me. That is spirit reaching out. So 
for me, and that's just my first reaction is to tell Amanda, hi, what a blessing. You've got angels right there, like angels. And I hear Cheryl Richardson talks about cardinals. There's a lot of other people who talk about the significance of cardinals and seeing them in relationship to seeing spirit. Do you all have some input on that one? Do I what? I was asking you all if you had some input on what she was saying. I have not heard that. And, you know, and I'm not very literate when it comes to, like, spirit animals. That's been, like, a very untapped area for me personally. But uh, I would love to hear your take. That was awesome. I'd love to know that. And, and I think that uh, Amanda's a very, you know, Amanda meditates, tells you everything about her. She's just a very calm person. So I feel like this is just a gift for I feel like that. That's very true for her. I love yeah, that. and if she okay, wants to so. know more information, I would tell her to delve into that a little more. I do feel an older female in spirit on the other side, but I would encourage her to delve into that a little bit more. But that's, for me, that's just definitely, you know, spirit. So when you say an, an older spirit, I, I know that I want to say that her mom has passed, and I'm wondering if that has anything to do with her mother. I would say that's an older female, like an older motherly. If it's not mom, it would be a grandmother or a woman who was in a, in a like, who was, in a caretaker role of her, okay, like a caretaker, a mom, a grandmother, an auntie, someone who is close to her and who would have been a who would have been an older um, caretaker of her. All right, I love this. So now I have a couple of questions. I have a group of ladies that I, I group with on uh, Facebook, and I posted for them to kind of come in. And one of them, um, Erica, had a high school boyfriend that was killed in a tornado. And she's, you know, it's probably a, a while ago that this happened, but she can't seem to shake that energy of why him. And so maybe you can just touch a little bit on what, you know, that whole question of why him, you know, why this person or why that person. And, you know, so she just is saying why him, and she just kind of wanted to check in on, on, on if he was okay. And Well, I can go general with that question first, and then we'll kind of delve into the energy here a little bit more. You know, I remember listening to Sylvia, not to talk about other teachers, but I remember listening when I was a kid, I listened to Sylvia Brown, and she said when she was talking to somebody about when when it's a person's time to go, and she said, you know, you can, there's nothing you can do. You can't save someone from crossing, from dying. You could, like, you could bolt yourself into your house and nail the doors shut, and close all the windows, and when it's your time to go, honey, she's like, it's your time to go. <laughs> she was uh, like, because here's the deal, and my what I've been shown and what I know to be true is that there are soul, con- you know, we have soul contracts, and we've already worked, before we even come into these bodies, we've worked it out about how long we want, you know, about what are, what's going to happen in our lives, how long we want to stay and, you know, and it, our exit plan has already been prearranged, not by some other person, okay? So when we talk about free will, there is free will. The free will is how we wrote the plan. And there's a little bit of wiggle room in the plan, okay? There's a little bit of wiggle room in the blueprint. Very interesting, but, yeah. Yeah, there's a little bit of wiggle room there. But for exits, we tend to, you know, we tend to chart out the exits and write those out we tend to be very thoughtful about that before we come into our bodies, okay? And that's, we don't remember it, but that decision has been made not only by ourselves, but it, it's, it's been made with all of our, 
with the individuals around us in our kind of in our soul tribe, right? In our group. So everyone is aware, but we don't remember. That's but that's the whole point of coming here is that we have this temporary amnesia. So I guess getting back to Erica's question is he left exact it's it's so hard to I know to accept this, but he he exited when he was when he was ready. Exactly when he mm-hmm. was supposed to. And it's interesting mm-hmm. because he's telling me right here, and I I feel I've got a brunette, like a darker-haired individual, and I feel like I've got either, like, I don't know if I have a black leather jacket, but a blue jean jacket, like kind of like a rough and tumble kind of jacket, like a cool jacket on him. And was he, do you guys know this? Was he, he was, was he in his early 20s when he crossed? He was younger when he crossed, correct? Or well, before he was his high time? school boyfriend, so I'm guessing somewhere high around school. 17, 18. Yeah, high school, yeah. Okay. But he must have looked a little – okay, I'm feeling like he looked a little bit older than, like, a high school student. So there's something about him that he's showing me that there's a little bit of gravitas about him, like a little bit of maturity about him. So I feel him, like, a little bit, like, bulked up and a little bit older, which I could be wrong, but, you know. But um, he's also talking to me about the significance about when people transition, and about the ripple effect it has on individuals around them. And yeah. the fact that um, just that for us to remember that what an impact we have on each other and how connected we are, because he's telling yeah. me that when he crossed, it was such a shock and it forced everyone to reevaluate <laughs> life. It's like it caused a really big reevaluation in life. And he's showing me his mother very, whoa, he's showing me his mother was of course she was affected by this but he's showing me that she really really evaluated what was real and what was meaningful and his crossing I think it it was a wake-up call for a lot of for a lot of individuals around him to appreciate life to not take life for granted to live life to the fullest he's really talking more about the about the the repercussions He's saying he doesn't want to talk very much about the accident. He's like, it's time to move on from that because it's such a sad topic when really his body is so free. His, he's so free. And um, mm-hmm. and it's almost like demeaning to him to talk about the accident, to think of him um, in that state. But that he went out, he like telling me, he's like went out in a blaze of glory. Like, that's, like he went out in a blaze of <laughs> glory. Sounds like he did. Yeah. I have a couple more yep. I'm going to try to get them in, and then we're going to move on to some more topics that we're excited to talk about. Uh, okay. Katie, from, Katie has her grandma passed in September from Alzheimer's. She just wants to know how she's doing. Um, okay. I'm, Alzheimer's. I'm, I, while you're talking to me, I'm writing names down, and this is my way of working as I write things down so I can look at it. I'm really, it, I'm really glad that Katie um, – actually has this question because Alzheimer's is, is a condition that it mystifies a lot of us, right? Because at the very mm-hmm. end, the body is still functional, but the mind is, it seems to be gone, right? And everything mm-hmm. that I've seen or that I've experienced about Alzheimer's is that it's like the individual has one foot in this world and one foot in the other world, right? And they're, they're kind of, it's this dance. And I, what I see energetically happening with her grandmother, but this also happens a lot of times with other individuals, is that their presence on the other side just continues to get stronger and stronger. It's almost like a, what is that, like a, a seesaw, 
like where at some point it's balanced and the individual can remember something about themselves, but then all of a sudden it starts, the seesaw starts to tip and to the point where they're mostly in the spirit world. So what I want you to know is that grandma was well prepared. Like she was, she was already, when she transitioned, she was already mostly there. If that makes any sense, that might completely blow people. I watched my grandmother. I watched her. I watched my own grandmother with Alzheimer's dancing with the other side, and it was fascinating. Thank you for that. That's confirmation for me as well. I also have a question from Nicole. Uh, let's see, not Nicole. Hold on a second. This is really important. It is Nicole. And Nicole um, had a grandfather that passed, but she also had a baby that passed. And I know we've talked about loved ones together, and she just wanted to know that if, in fact, they were together. Oh, honey. Now, I'm going to say this to you undoubtedly. As soon as she said grandfather, I could feel a younger energy around him. So um, immediately that already came forward. Yeah, that immediately actually already came forward. And I'm also going to say, is her grandmother in spirit as well? Do any of you know her? I don't 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 know if that's true or not. I don't know. Okay, I've got another. I've got an older female in spirit. So if grandma's not there, this is a great grandmother or another. Like uh, again, another nurturer, loving because there's two of them who are with her. And I'm also feeling a pet in spirit. So I'm also getting a dog or a small pet who's also transitioned as well, who would be a family pet who's also there wow. as well. So I wow. actually feel like, yeah, I feel the baby. They're all playing. They're all very happy. And I all, I feel like I'm being told they're just waiting for Nicole to come home. She's, don't, she's not going to exit her body anytime soon. I'm not saying that. But that um, this baby will be the first person to greet her when she transitioned. That I also, oh, there's a guilt issue God. around Nicole. I want Nicole to release any guilt because I'm looking at her energy right now and I'm somehow feeling like, she feels to blame or there's some guilt issue here about how this went down. And I'm hearing Mm -hmm. there's absolutely no guilt. And I'm feeling like now I don't know this. I can be wrong. Sometimes I get, I'm wrong on genders about infants or children, but I'm feeling like this is a male energy or a young male energy. And if it wasn't a male, that it would be a girl who would be like a tomboy. Um, this, as far as the gender is concerned. Yeah, I actually don't know the answer to that. I feel like I feel okay. like it's possible for the boy. Uh, yeah, thank but, you. I think but, that um, will be really good. Yeah, release, yeah. yeah, release that guilt. Release that guilt. He, uh, they're a happy crew. They're a very happy crew. Yay. Okay, one more thing. And this is just a general question that someone asked, but, it, you know, she's asking that um, – she just really wants to know, she had a friend uh, that passed, and she said, is he happy now and free from pain, and what does he think of the afterlife? And I thought that was such a cool question because, I mean, I know that we are free from pain when we leave, and, and so I'm assuming he is, but, but, but what, do they, what happens when they get over there? And what, what is that freedom for them? Well, I think it's interesting. Uh, for me, I see that when what I'm always shown is that when we transition, it's normally someone close to us who meets us, who kind of helps us to take that walk. And when we walk into the light, then we're, meet, then we're met by an even bigger crew. There's this huge homecoming for us, and it's a big celebration. And after that, we kind of get some quiet time with our spirit guides, and then we get to have this this time where we get to do a life review. And I know people talk about it in general, but this is a life review where 
there's no judgment. So this isn't God judging us. This whole belief that God is somehow judgmental, I think, is something we've got to totally eliminate from our thought, from our being, from our essence. It's just not true. It's not, there's no judgment there from God. It's us looking at our lives with our spirit guide, like with our guides, and just kind of saying, hmm, okay, that happened. Huh, how could I have done that better? Or, hmm, would I have made a different choice? It's really just we're the ones judging. It's not God judging us or our lives. We're the ones who are judging ourselves. But it's not Mm -hmm. a negative process. It's more of a... It's more of a, hey, we're just, I just want to learn from this. Like, hmm, okay, I could have done that better. Hmm, wow, I did that. I was awesome there. Wow, that was a super courageous point in my life. Wow, I really opened my heart to love there. That was incredible. Hmm, I needed to love myself a little bit more there. Um, It's just us looking at it because, friends, coming into this body, you know, there, there are no accidents. We don't come here just by happenstance, you know, coming, choosing to, to, to take an earthly body is it's big business, right? <laughs> it's, it's a yeah. big deal. It's tough. And we know that. So we want to maximize our experience in these bodies because most people we're, we're trying to, our souls are trying to evolve. We're trying to, prog- we're trying to progress. And so we have to look at what happened as a means of saying, huh, I did that really well. Or, wow. Okay. I think I have this mastered but I need to work on this. So maybe next time if I choose to come back here, I might want to work on this. Or maybe over here in spirit, maybe I want, might want to take a class on this or I might want to do something to work on this aspect right. of myself. Right. So it's a real, wow. and it is, it's, it's like, I mean, it's true. I, I believe this. Everything that I've read and when I was a teenager, when all these people were transitioning around me, I mean, I was doing tons of research about people who'd had near-death experiences and life in between life, you know, Michael, Michael Newton, Brian Weiss and everything. And when you look at all the data that's out there, it's all very similar. I mean, when, if you really want to look at research and evidence, it's all very, very, very similar, the recollections that people have. So, um, yeah, but I think over on the other side, we're taking classes, we're dancing, we're doing a lot of the same things we do here. It's just not with the same sense of fear or danger, or, you know. But oh, we are we're, we're still learning. We're still having a life over there. We're still we're still living. Yeah. That's so cool. Well, listen, darling, I've got one more question, and it actually kind of leads into one other topic that that I would love to chat with with you today. So. Um, Talia wrote in, and she was born at 11:37 on 8:21, and so there's supposed to be an eclipse happening mm-hmm. on that day. On so she wants to know if there's any significance as far as her birthday being like born on that day. And I would love to know like if there's any, you know, like what are the messages as far as like everybody for the eclipse? Well, we have these, you know. Some of you may or may not know, I, my mentor raised me to have multiple modalities in which to, to teach from and also to help my clients with. So I use numerology, astrology, some cards as well, So just so everyone knows that. Um, but we do have a set of eclipses coming up here. Um, there is a full moon lunar eclipse on August 7th in Aquarius. And there's a new moon solar eclipse on August 21st in Leo. And just so we, real quick, eclipses are like new moons and full moons on steroids, okay? Like on crack. (laughs) Okay. 
<laughs> and they really portend really big. So on a full moon, on that full moon lunar eclipse in Aquarius, full moons are all about culminations, about endings. Some people would say endings, but I would say culminations. Okay. And with an eclipse there, that means we might see a lot of sudden abrupt endings and it isn't bad. Okay. These aren't bad events. It's just sometimes the universe has to make some really quick moves to kind of get us right on the path, on the exact path that we need to be on. So these quick, abrupt, and they can feel like, whoa, that came out of the blue, right? Um, We've got a new moon solar eclipse on the 21st in Leo. And on new moons are all about um, expansion, planning, you know, manifesting something new, planting new seeds to see them grow. And I I'm stoked about these eclipses. Um, the one on the 21st is called the Great American uh, New Moon Eclipse. And I'm going to tell you specifically about Talia. Um, she is a Leo. She is a later degree Leo. So the ne- for the next two and a half years, the eclipses are going to be in the signs of Aquarius and Leo. So for, for those who have sun signs, who have their, their sun sign in Aquarius and Leo, they can expect some major expansion. I'm saying, whoa like expanding, becoming the people that they were meant to be, finding their heart's desire, mm-hmm. really getting on track and owning it, okay? But it's going to come through some very big shifts, okay? It doesn't happen, quote-unquote, easily. It comes through some really big shifts. This is going to be, like, this is going to be a crackerjack of, a, of an eclipse. Very positive. And you said she was born, she was, you said she was born at 1137, 1137 on, the, on the 21st? Yeah. Uh-huh. That's her birthday? That's her birthday? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, girl. Like she's gonna light it up. Okay, (laughs) light it up. That so when a new moon or a full moon is on your birthday, then all of the energy that that um, new moon or full moon has, it's like yours times infinity times ten million. Okay, so you get an even bigger dose of the energy that that event has to offer you. Okay, so for her, I'm like, whoa, that's a new moon eclipse in her sign on her birthday. Hello, girl. Get ready for some changes, okay? Like, so get ready for some positive changes. On that day, should, should like, she be like that day? Yeah. Oh, I want to know what yeah. she should so, do. Yeah. What, what she, should, she do. should actually do. So, yeah. new moons. I what I tend to do is I tend to make a list, and I make a list of what I want to bring forward into the world, right? And so. She might make a gratitude list, things that she's thankful for, but then making that list of things that she's really thinking about bringing forward, writing them down, being mindful, saying a prayer over them, okay, doing some meditation around it, okay. These are two things that strike me immediately. And she Mm -hmm. could also do something quite ceremonial. She could write it all down and burn it. She could write it all down and kind of put it out in the moon and let it sit overnight with some crystals. Um, she mm-hmm. could put it in a bottle and throw it in the ocean, okay? So she's going to mm. set the intention. On the new moon, we're going to set oh, the intention, cool. and then we have to let it go. So there's the next part of setting intention, is that we set the intention, but then we have to let go, and we have to see what form the universe wants to bring it to us in. So we can't set an intention and say, well, I want this new career, but I want it with all of these conditions, right? Yeah. The universe right. responds it's it's easier it's easier if we say okay this is what we want and we would like for the universe to bring it to us in the high like 
in whatever divine package it wants to bring it to for the highest good of everyone involved. So I, I tend to say this or something better, or you uh, could say this, this or something better or this and, you know, however you want to bring it to me universe, which is of the highest good for everyone, for, the, for everyone's highest good. And then it's all about releasing it and letting it go. And that's hard for us. You know, we all tend to be a bunch yeah. of control freaks, you know. We are. I love yeah. it. So we're running so. to the end of our show here. I wanted to have yeah. some time for us to pull our cards. Carrie, you're going to pull okay. the first card for us this morning and let us know what your message is for our listeners. Okay. I am shuffling, and I my go-to deck that's always on my desk is Doreen Virtue's um, Archangel Oracle cards. I love them. They're not the only deck. I've got, like, a lot of them that I use, but this is always the first one. Okay. So the one I pulled is Archangel Haniel, Passion. Trust and follow your renewed passion in your love life and career, which is all I was talking to that caller earlier about following your heart (laughs) and following your passion. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Carrie uh, Carrie Butler, do you have a card for us? Um, I was just getting my glasses, so you go. Okay, so I'm pulling from my universal angelically inspired cards and from Juliet Jaffrey Hubs and uh, Nora Monaco. These are very the first cards I ever got in my life. They're simple mm-hmm. cards. And today's card is called Synthesis. Never pulled this card before real quick. That's amazing. And I'm going to go straight to the book on this one. It's time to weed out what is no longer of value to you. A positive outcome can be expected when combined efforts are made. The pieces of the puzzle are there. Be open for discussion. Maintain balance. So it's putting together to place from cause union of broken edges. So basically what it means is it's time to weed out what what isn't working in your life and to go within to what is really important for your wholeness. So it's a synthesis is about taking some time to define what you want and then go about getting making that happen and throw away anything that's not supportive. I Mom love that. That's a wow. piece. I love that. Yeah. Okay, well, so check out the card that I just pulled, which is from, you know, my favorite de- deck, uh, Magical Mermaids and Dolphins. And what I pulled mm-hmm. was it's time to move on. It's oh. time to let go of old and worn out so that the new can come in. And then it just says here a little bit more. By drawing this card, you're alerted to the fact that you need to make room for the new by letting go of the old. First, let go emotionally and intellectually. In other words, quit or say goodbye in your mind and your heart. Once you do this, the physical letting go will happen naturally in a peaceful and harmonious way. Ask Kevin to help you make this transition. Don't plan, scheme, or worry about how you're letting go or what replacement will occur. Just put all of your energy into prayer and faith and leave the rest to infinite spirit. You'll be definitely guided whatever is the right thing to do at the right moment. Until then, stay knowingly and lovingly detached from your old situation. Letting go is the thing. Hey, I have another caller. I'm going to go ahead and take this caller, so hang on. Nice. Hi, 402, area code, you're on the air. Hi, thanks for taking my call. I was uh, listening and um, hoping to get a reading. 
maybe okay. some mediumship. All right. Okay. Go ahead. Hi there. What's for... your name? What's your name? Hi, Sorry. It's Sharon. It's, it's okay. It's Sharon. Okay. Hi, Sharon. What's your question, sweetheart? Hi. Um, just kind of guidance. I've had a lot of difficulty with health and um, financial situations due to it, you know. Yes, I can hear that in your voice, Sharon. So, you're, you know, our voices carry so much energy. So when I'm listening to your voice, I can right. feel that you're, that you're down and that you're, there's a bit of like, ah, like you're a little bit of feeling hopeless sometimes and feeling like not quite yeah. sure what to do here. Yeah. Right. Honey, I really want you, before I even talk about anything, I really want to talk about just you at loving yourself. You know, I'm, I talk about this a lot with people, but for you, sweetheart, I feel like a lot of your issues stem from the fact that you are really not affirming your goodness and your greatness, okay? And I think that's a lot of where your health issues are coming from because, remember, there's an emotional connection, an emotional root for every single health issue that we ever have in the body, Okay. So your body is just, it's just a barometer, okay? However it's feeling, it's just a barometer for your emotions and how you're emotionally feeling. Honey, did you have an issue with your father? I'm feeling like there's an issue with your father growing up. Did he not validate you or kind of give you enough support or give you, did he not see you in the best light? Um, you know, it was back and forth, you know, and it started his, um, his toughness was I was too young to be able to handle it. Mm-hmm. And um but then he was really great and then he was really bad. So we yeah, had a lot of like back this, and forth. I, yeah, I'm feeling like I'm feeling heavy energy around dad. And I'm feeling like your inner self, I'm thinking about this inner part of you, this who's a youngster, right? And she's yeah. she's young and free and she's innocent and she's wanting all of this validation in the world. She's wanting all this love and validation and dad's not there to show up to give it to her. Okay. He can't, he doesn't, he's, he can't even show up for himself. Like, you know, he's so tough on himself. I mean, talk about a person who he is, he's tough. He's even tough on himself. You know, he would be tough on you, but he's oh, yeah. really tough on himself. Right. right. Like, woo. Ooh, I'm like, wow, not a lot of compassion well, there. I tell you, the financial issues that I've been trying to deal with mm-hmm. stem around fraudulent, you know, debts that were put on my on me in my dad's name that he didn't do mm. and he's passed on now. And okay. so I'm okay. dealing with a lot of yeah. Okay. So there's another connection there. I'm like, I've got daddy, like, I've got issues here with dad all around me right now for you, honey. Okay. Right. First right. off, I'm going to tell you, you're saying dad is transition because I keep hearing in the back of my head, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm hearing that, like, yeah. I'm, I got, I have a voice in the back of my head saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He dumped yeah. on you a lot. And I think he, as you're saying, he left, he dumped on you a lot and he left you with a lot. Do you yeah. have a sibling, honey? Do you have a brother as well? Is there a brother or, an, or another male in the picture here in the family? Um, no, I'm an only child. Okay, who? Where is? Okay, there's another. 
your dad is also showing me another male family member who who I'm feeling like could step up and support you with the financial issue or whatever you're having trouble with. So I don't know if this is a cousin or a family member, but I'm feeling it's a male family member who would step up to support you or help you or help you shoulder some of the, the load of this. Think about that. You yeah, don't have, have an answer for that. Don't, don't, you don't have to have an answer. Sure. That that didn't come from me. That came from him. That came from him. Okay. So I just want right, you to put that right. in the back. Put that as like a little I, nugget in your I head just, and just think about it. I just wish I knew who it was. You know. <laughs> it's okay. Too It'll come I to you because know. he's in, he's insistent about it. So it will come to you. I, I'm telling you this. There's and what he's showing me is that that there's more support. So don't, honey, don't feel like you have to shoulder this on your own because I feel like you're holding on really tight to all this pain and all this stress and this anxiety, I feel like you're holding on to the issue very, very tight. And I want you to say, mm-hmm. hey, it's okay to, to open up and to talk to some other people about it and to let people help you, honey, okay? Let people help you. You don't have to go it, you don't have to go it alone, okay? I, I'm really here feeling that energetically. You don't have to go it alone. And secondarily, I just want to get back to that first piece, honey, is that I want you to start seeing yourself as God sees you, as spirit sees you, okay? Spirit sees this bright energy inside your soul, but I, they want you to see it for yourself. So I want you to be more loving, more tender with yourself, and to start validating yourself, honey. I know you've looked for a lot of external validation, but I want you to start showing up for yourself. Um, uh, I'm trying. I'm trying. I know, honey. I know. Caller, thank you. I know. Caller, I, I hate to interrupt you guys, but we have to end the show because we're running out of time. Yep. Caller, I want to thank you. Yep. I want to tell you all that we are definitely going to have Carrie back here in a few weeks because this has been so awesome for us. Ah, and Carrie, I'm so glad I cannot fun. thank you enough. What I'd love for you to do is tell everybody here who's listening where they can find you. Well, you can find me on my website, which is www.carriestyers.com. It's I'm not going to spell it for you. You can see it in the show notes there. Um, and you can also find me on Instagram at Carrie Styers, and you can find me on Facebook um, at Carrie Styers Psychic Medium. Or wait, is that right? Carrie Styers Psychic Medium. Yes. That's yeah, right, I think you did. I will tell you. Yes. I will tell our listeners that that Carrie Butler and I have both had readings with Carrie. I know she's the real deal. Today I got so many responses from my own internal energy when she was speaking to spirit that I know that this stuff is real. And Carrie Styers, we are so grateful to have you on our show today. I can't even tell you. I am going to end the show with a quote from Wayne Dyer, which is Wayne Dyer Wednesday, and we always do a Wayne Dyer quote and here's the one today that my dear co-host has picked out for us. Eternity is now. Right now, right here, you're an infinite being. Once you get past the fear of death as an end, you merge with the infinite and feel the comfort and relief that this realization brings. And I think that really brings the whole conversation home because the truth is we are all connected. And we all are going to go on when our physical body leaves. And I know that, Carrie, that's something for you that really rings true. And uh, I just so appreciate the fact that we can all kind of find some comfort because when people pass, it's a very difficult thing. And grief is a very difficult 
process to go through. And I think that there's comfort in knowing that our loved ones are safe, that they're with us, that they're helping us, that they hear us, and that they are open and willing to give us the signs if we are open and willing to receive them. So I want to thank you both for being here today. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) All right. This is a wonderful energy. Yeah, and I just want to say this has just been a spectacular show. Carrie Styers, I love you to the stars. Kathy, (laughs) I love you. And to everybody out there, aloha. Have the most magical, beautiful day. Until next week. All right, we'll see you soon. Thank you all. Bye. Bye.